everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Me podcast. It's your host, Katie Zaccardi, and I have an amazing guest on for this week's episode, my friend, Megan Kuhar. For those of you who are longtime listeners, you know Megan. She has been on the podcast before a while back, and she's back on today to talk about something new. So Megan is a social media expert, but she's also a trauma-informed certified life and success coach and clinical hypnotherapist and a marketing and technology specialist. So she is bringing these two things together now. And on today's episode, we're gonna talk about how you can bust through any beliefs you have around social media that aren't serving you and why you need to go deeper than just doing limiting belief work, quote unquote, in order to really overcome what's holding you back there. So I'm very excited for you to hear this conversation. We have a lot of fun. (laughs) We talk about some of the most common frustrations that musicians face when it comes to promoting work online and coaches too. And really her aim is to help musicians get at the root cause of their marketing struggles through subconscious healing and through thought provoking coaching questions. And that's exactly what we dive into today today, and so much more. So I think this is a really great follow-up to last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to that, listen to that. It's more of my personal experience over the last year with money and social media and so many other things and breaking manifestation patterns that weren't serving me and mindset patterns that weren't serving me. And on this week's episode, we talk about actual some other modalities. I mentioned a few in last week's episode, and then we're going to talk about a couple more in this week's episode, um, some that are with a coach, some that you can just do on your own in order to continue doing that deeper work. So without any further ado, let's dive in and chat with Megan. Hello, Megan, and welcome back to the LTV podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So I know you've been on before. But a lot has changed in your life since you have been on. So (laughs) give us a little bit of an introduction to you for anyone who's a new listener or really, you know, just wants an update on what you've been up to lately. Yeah, I think it's been like three years. So it's been quite a while. Um, So yeah, my name is Megan Kuhar. I am now a certified life and success coach. And I am focused on helping artists and creatives and musicians to be able to um, not just like promote themselves better, but really feel better about promoting themselves and to um, stop hating social media. Um, And that really goes deep in a lot of ways. So my work has been kind of growing and unlocking and evolving since we last talked. Um, you know, I, I have been a professor in a conservatory music for a few years and that sort of started my work because I was really focused on, Hey, here's a brand. How do you build a brand? Like, how do you build your message? How do you like create content? How do you like the technology behind that too is, is a lot of what I specialize in. But over the years, I really, um, kept seeing repetitive struggles come up with the musicians, especially that I work with that, um, they are so, um, kind of distraught about promotion in a, in a much deeper way. And I realized that I couldn't fight that with just knowledge. It wasn't something that I could just be like, Hey, here's more info. Like, do you feel better now? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I had to add more to my skill set, And so, um, I've been working through my certification in clinical hypnotherapy. Um, I'm also, um, like TBD certified in emotional freedom technique, which, uh, yeah. is like tapping, um, yeah. essentially, um, just modalities for dealing with anxiety and also healing trauma. 
um, so that I can help the artists and the musicians that I work with to um, discover like the core wound behind why they feel so, so um, I don't know, X, Y, Z, whatever they feel about promotion. So kind of trying to like, I guess, attack the beast from multiple angles at this point. So yeah, yeah, that's what's been going on. I mean, in my personal life, a lot more too. I have two kids now and all sorts of stuff. So <laughs> added a child. Going on too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's amazing. And I just checked the last time you were on was episode 28, which is crazy because this oh, is episode Oh my God, what number are we on now? 146. Holy cow, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about all things Instagram strategy and mindset. So we'll still talk mindset, but it's going to be a little bit of a different episode today. What I love about you too is that you really do have such a versatile skill set. Like you crushed that episode. You've got an amazing guest training inside of the audience builder on visual branding, which... You, I love your visual branding style. I love your house aesthetic. I'm staring at your studio right now and I love it. Like, <laughs> so um, that's amazing. But now you've added this really, really, really important tool set to help musicians be able to go deeper and actually master it. So the first question I want to ask you, and this is calling back to something that you just said, is what are the most common blocks or frustrations or feelings that come up with your clients or musicians in general when they're trying to master social media or really just get on social media in the first place what yeah. do you see are the most common things that really hold people back yeah and that is kind of like the two different camps one of them is like not present at all on social media and the other camp is like i'm doing everything why isn't this working so yeah. there's like the kind of two sides right so i think first of all the emotional roller coaster like in that in that camp of like i'm here i'm showing up what's going on why isn't this working for me yeah they are so frustrated and exhausted with the emotional roller coaster that happens every time they post you know mm -hmm. it's like why am i only getting seven likes or like why is you know this not blowing up why am i um not getting clients or why am i whatever the whatever the question is like it's sort of the why is there not a result yet right frustration and so yeah. that is a huge one and then for the people that are not quite there yet or they're not quite on social media or maybe they are but really rarely they're really frustrated with how fake it all seems and just like how inauthentic it feels and they don't necessarily want to be a part of that whole vibe mm. um and i use the word frustrated I, that's my own like estimation of their emotion they might be feeling yeah. something totally different but yeah. but usually that's what i see is that like i don't want to be this way in order to be on social media and so those are the two kind of main um blocks that i see yeah i think frustrated is a good word sometimes i use the word resentful too like i I often have a lot of um, clients who start to work with me or honestly just like angry people in my TikTok comments like, I wish we didn't have to do this. Like, <laughs> I'm so mad, yeah. like feeling, you know, feeling resentful that either and whatever it is they believe that like they have to be fake in order to grow, that no one genuine grows on social media, that they have to be on social media in the first place. And those are really heavy emotions. Like even frustration, that's a really heavy thing to carry around and to feel around your job. And whether you're doing music full-time or not, 
it's still a job of yours if you want to grow it into a job, right? We're going to take it seriously. So feeling any of those things around what you're doing is like, it's not the vibe. (laughs) You don't want to go into work and just feel resentful or frustrated every single day. Last week I talked about uh, on the podcast episode, a very similar thing you were just alluding to, which is this sort of cycle. I had shared that I was in a similar cycle when it came to manifestation where I knew all the right things to do and I would manifest and then I would lose the faith and then I wouldn't get it and I'd put so much pressure on it and I'd be like, well, this shit isn't working. Like, what's going on? I'm doing everything right. And so I kind of was talking about my journey in working through that and overcoming it and letting go. But these types of cycles can be really hard to break out of. And I do think that for a lot of people, starting with the classic like limiting beliefs and notice the thoughts that are come up is a really helpful starting point because It's hard to tell someone who's done no mindset work or personal development work like, hey, why don't you go like do hypnotherapy or like, why don't you do some like past life work? And they're like, "Uh, this is a little too woo woo for me. Like, I've never even heard of this before. But for those people who have done that preliminary like, all right, I listed out my limiting beliefs. I looked at my stories. I've been trying to replace my thoughts. I've been trying to, you know, pick the pick what I want to happen and use positive affirmations. What do we do next? What advice do you give artists and what process do you take musicians through and coaches as well through when they're maybe feeling a little stalled out or they feel like they have taken the first step into this mindset work, but they know they need to go a little bit deeper? Yeah, I think that's the big thing that's missing with a lot of coaches out there is because like a lot of times they'll just be like, well, like yeah, notice your limiting beliefs and then like work on replacing them. And it's like, that's a really big action step. Like how, you know, like how do I do that? And so that's what um, I think that's where like tools like hypnotherapy come in or even just tools like um, the life and success coaching, like really powerful provoking questions that you can ask somebody that will take them to the answer that they need to know. So, um, you know, because a lot of times when we have some sort of hang up, um, so considering like marketing as, as the example, like you said, you know, the person's frustrated that their job, they they're frustrated at their job that they have to do this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times that's actually just like a repetition of a thought that they've had for a long time, like almost usually all the way since they were like seven years old or before when they have gone through, um, a situation that gave them that same sense of frustration and it never was resolved because they were a kid when it happened and they didn't know how to resolve it. So when you go to the next step, you're able to sort of like travel back to that memory in your mind, in your subconscious, because your subconscious doesn't have a timeline. It just, it just is dealing with like absolutes, like everything in your mind is as fresh as it was when it happened. So you don't really know the difference between um, like how I felt when my bully didn't believe me versus like how I feel when my audience isn't reacting to my post. Like there's there's really no difference in those two Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. in my mind. So going through processes like hypnotherapy or timeline therapy can really help you to actually get to the core reason a lot of times that core reason is not something that you will just come up with when you're awake and conscious. Like you have to be in a state of openness to be able to 
remember sometimes because it's so buried down in there. Yeah. Um, and you probably don't really connect the dots in your mind, like your conscious mind. So using hypnotherapy can really help unlock a lot of the limiting decisions that you made a long time ago that you didn't even realize you made. Um, and, but you know, your subconscious knows that you made them. So, um, just being able to sort of get access to that is, is really, really helpful. Yeah, it's so true. Last night, so I'm a part of a membership that's like largely astrology based, but there's a lot of coaching, cosmic coaching, you might call it in it. And I was on like, um, inner child healing, basically like Reiki thing where it was like coaching and then Reiki. And of course I'm, you know, I'm doing, doing journaling of like how my relationship with my mom relates to how I'm reacting to clients saying no to me. Like, it's like crazy when you really oh, go yeah. deep and you realize like, oh, there's this pattern in one area of my life where I'm feeling X, Y, Z way that's translating into another area. And you might think that it's like, I'm sad because I didn't get likes, but what's really also beneath that. And that's where the magic happens when you start to work through it. So I've never done hypnotherapy therapy before. I've talked about, I've done like Reiki and energy and chakra healing and stuff like that. But walk us through what that process actually looks like. There's a few different um, options for hypnotherapy. So for example, um, you could listen to one that's like pre-recorded that isn't really customized for you, but it might be something around a topic that is helpful. Like I have on my website a couple, I have one that's in my free library about, um, and this one is very related to what you just said. It's a, it's a hypnosis around feeling safe to be seen. I think a lot mm -hmm. of times when we don't get likes, we feel like exposed or like, I just did all this vulnerable stuff and nobody cares. That feels really hurtful sometimes yeah. if you, if you don't address that, that feeling, like, it's like, I showed up and nobody came to my party, <laughs> you know, like that's hard. Yeah. So there's, there's one, um, option, which would be to just listen to like a recorded hypnosis. And for that, it's very similar to like guided meditation. So it's um there's like a relaxer script that helps you to get into a state of relaxation where your subconscious mind is able to be more accessible and then it'll take you through kind of like the emotion you have now and then what you might want to replace it with and how you can replace it through visualization so a recorded hypnosis is very very similar to like a visualization exercise or a guided meditation um it's super similar to that but then I also could do more custom hypnotherapy, which is what I would do with my one-on-one -on -one clients. It's also just like a package that you could buy separate. So it's essentially where we have multiple calls. Mm -hmm. The first call is like a coaching call or like more, I'm getting information. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking to you about what, what's been coming up. We're pinpointing like how you're feeling. We're putting it into like a very distilled language into like a word of feeling. We're figuring out what that feeling is. Um, and I also will get some information from you about how you would like to feel instead. Um, so, um, like if you want to be able to feel, um, free about posting and you don't want to feel that sense of like emotional roller coaster, or you don't want to feel worried that people aren't going to like it. You just want to feel free to be you. Then I'll kind of walk through that. Like, what would you be doing if you were free to be you? How, where would you be? Like, who would you be with? Like, how would you be acting differently? And I'll create a custom script for you that creates that vision in your mind of what it's like 
to feel free when you post or whatever it is that you're trying to get. Um, and then in between that call and the next call, I write the script. It's very custom. It's very you. Um, names are in there, places like, you know, your dog, whatever you want to have, like that will sort of trick your subconscious into thinking that this is like a real experience. Because that's what we're doing. We're trying to create this imagination, this, this imagine not imagination, I guess, like we're trying to create this visualization that your subconscious feels is real yeah. so that your subconscious can back up what you want, you yeah. know? And so I write that script and then the next call, we basically go right into it. We, I'll read through the whole thing. It's recorded. And, um, and then the client would listen to that recording for like two weeks or so. And then we meet again for a follow-up to see how things are going. Um, it can be really, really powerful just to even kind of have a space where you can actively listen and imagine what you want. Like a lot of times I was just writing about this. Um, you know, when's the last time you actively listened to yourself? Mm. It's really hard to, even when you're journaling, it's really hard to actually actively listen. Like imagine your best friend is in front of you telling you about their really crappy day. You're not going to be like trying to get your to-do list done and like listening to a song and like humming a tune and coming up with a project idea and like walking around your house while they're talking to you, <laughs> you know, you're going to be sitting there looking in their eyes, like listening to them, hearing them, asking them questions back. That's what hypnotherapy is for is giving you that space to be able to do that with yourself. I love that. And I feel like it's so crucial because I feel as if a lot of musicians have sort of become disillusioned, especially as the indie artists or even like beginner coaches. It's really easy to see other people out there who are successful or who are like the visionary that you want to be and who really embody what you want from yourself. But when you are on your journey and you don't get it at first or like you're just not quite where you want to be yet it's really easy to become disillusioned and i think especially in the coaching space musicians too but in the coaching space there's a lot of people who also kind of preach the like get rich quick or like you know what i mean like that kind of thing where it's like i started my business a month ago and now i have a million dollars in sales yeah. and then you are like doing business for like a year or two and you're like Am I a failure? Where's like, mine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like why why is it not working for me? Like I'm doing all the same things or I'm getting coached by these people or I'm binging the podcast and why is it not working for me? Right. And it's easy to lose sight of that. So just the act alone of being able to tap back into what you truly want and what you want to feel is so powerful because like you said, you don't listen to yourself often. You if you're anything like me, I know I have a tendency to like fill the void, like fill space with things or podcasts or talking or meeting with people or doing or whatever it is. And that totally takes away from the healing that often needs to come. That's actually holding you back from getting where you want to go or, or even just feeling a sense of peace or joy or whatever it is that you want to feel in your life. Yeah. And I do feel like, you know, what's really interesting is that, and I have a therapist too. I, there's like, you know, a team of people helping me in my life. Literally. <laughs> but <same>. like, yeah, <laughs> talk, talk therapy is a very different experience because that's like, almost I feel like sometimes I'm filling the void in those calls because I'm like, 
she'll you know ask me what's going on and i'll just like tell the story but there's never really a time in my therapy sessions where i'm like huh thinking really hard for mm. longer than five seconds about what i actually want and yeah. that's what's different about about going through the process of the coaching call before the hypnotherapy the hypnotherapy and then the follow-up because you're spending time giving yourself like an active listening room and like for me especially with journaling like it's helpful but it's not really that helpful because like i don't really get deep enough with that yeah. you know um because you're you're sort of in charge of your own therapy when you're journaling yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard i if i knew the answer i would you know i would be i would be doing it now so you know having the ability to, to sort of like um like give your conscious mind like go take a five like go to the break room we don't mm -hmm. need you right now like let's take a minute and we need to talk to somebody else here like yeah. that's where things can get really amazing because um your conscious mind is always interrupting yourself so <laughs> yeah just like don't i know it <laughs> away. yeah so i want to talk a little bit about timeline therapy too because this is something that i feel like i mean these two modalities both but especially timeline therapy it's it's like, it feels like it's the advanced version of like the limiting belief work. Like a lot of yes. basic coaches will be like, you know, and I've said this too, cause like I said, I do think it's a good starting point. Like you do have to start somewhere and sometimes starting with the deeper stuff is too intense, just like point yes. blank, but it only gets you so far. And a lot of people will also, who are not really informed on mindset, but are just coaches will be like, okay, go look at this and notice where it came up and then just like, change it like tell yeah. yourself <laughs> i know <laughs> tell yourself and i've been that too to be true <laughs> like yes. um again taking full responsibility that i know i have said that mm -hmm. and i believe there is a point where you need to go deeper like sometimes mm -hmm. that's a great starting point and that's good to start to get you aware of what's holding you back and what you do want but when we're going deeper with timeline uh therapy what does that look like yeah um totally agree by the way um yes timeline therapy is like essentially um it's not it's not hypnotherapy because we're not replacing um we're not replacing an emotion with the desired emotion in our minds what we're doing is we're traveling to different parts of our timeline and sort of finishing the story mm -hmm. when it didn't get to get finished so um you you have to you have to be in a state of like relaxation as well um but but basically what you do is like for, i'll give an example how about that i'll tell yeah. you my example so i recently did this for myself um not too long ago uh where i traveled back to this like memory of myself and i don't even know how old i was probably like eight or ten or something and um i used to get bullied a lot as a kid and there's this memory I have that I always just used to joke about because like my quip was so funny. But then when I went back to it, I realized it's actually not funny. Mm. Um, so I was getting some BS from the bull. I don't even know what he was saying to me. And I said something like, well, yeah, well, I know karate, which was true. <laughs> I did know karate. Um, but he laughed at me and I was like, but I do know karate. Like and that memory for me was the like one of the biggest examples of me where i felt like 
my truth was not believed and I was being misunderstood and like mm -hmm. sort of made fun of for just saying something that was true. Yeah. You know, like I literally just told him a truth and he laughed at me. That whole memory needed to be addressed because it was coming up for me when I would not get results that I wanted or, or say something that other people didn't believe or when I felt like I was saying things that were so important, but like people weren't hearing me, mm -hmm. you know, and that came up for me a lot in my business, especially when I was really focused more on, you know, oh, well, you fix your problem by just having more knowledge, you know, which is what I used to do. And, yeah. you know, we, we both, I mean, I think like had this conversation back when I was on the last time, but we all kind of thought like formulas were the way to fix things, but they, they aren't really usually, sometimes they can help. Um, yeah. And sometimes they give you a good starting point, like you said, but, um, but you, but being able to trust your intuition and trust your own truth is really what, um, what will give you the magic formula that you need to be able to like be yourself online. Right. So, um, so traveling for me to that memory and having a conversation with my bully as an adult, mm. um, where I just said like, Hey, why don't you believe me? You know? And instead, like in my mind, I was like, should I just like karate chop him? Like, <laughs> like uh, you know, I'll I'm show here. you. I mean, like, I <laughs> Yeah, I'll just karate chop him. I should have just done that. No, instead <laughs> of that, I just had a conversation and I was like, I was like, why don't you believe me? You know, and, and he just told me like, well, no one believes me. And it was like, oh, like mm. that is the first time I ever first asked that question of him. I never asked him, why are you doing this to me? Um, and the answer that he gave was nothing to do with me. Yeah. You know, and was that his truth? I don't know. Like that was all in my head, you know, but like Dumbledore says, does that make it any less real? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it does, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's real or not, because what it did was it, it helped me to heal. Right. And it helped me to realize that like, you know, this had nothing to do with me. Like little me didn't know how to handle this situation and I can't blame myself for that, you know? And so like adult me is going to go in there and, and fix it and finish it and have the conversation that needs to happen. And then it's resolved, you know? And so that, that's what, um, that's what timeline therapy does. It's actually really amazing. I love that. So is that something people can do on their own or do you really recommend working with a coach to be able to do that? Um, I think if you, if you it's hard to do it on your own because it's hard to sort of understand how to go through the process the first time by yourself yeah but um but i think once you kind of do it with a coach if you if you are clear enough about where you need to go and mm -hmm. like why why you need to go there then you could probably do it by yourself after that but not everyone knows where they need to travel and so a lot of times um like when you're in the process of going through that, you are just at this stage of like, I was saying like kind of subconscious relaxation. And so when I ask the questions like, well, where do you wanna go? You might know the answer then, but in your like normal conscious life, you might not know that answer. So yeah. it is helpful to have a guide, especially like the first time that you do it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I was able to do that on my own other times afterwards, so. I would say, yeah, maybe not the first time. 
I feel like it's also really helpful to have someone hold the space for you because yes. that can be it could be potentially scary for people yes. or just like feel very uncomfortable or like the unknown to do something like that. And so when you have someone else who can guide you through it, but also hold a safe space so that like if you need to come out of it, you can, or like if you're yeah. nervous, someone can kind of hold that energy um, to help yes. calm you. It's really important in this kind of work. Yeah. And I should have said that too, because that's part, the first thing we really do is create that safe haven for you. It's like, you know, the, I would never go into this process without first creating that space of safety because you need to be able to access that and already know where you're going if you if you need to go there. So part of what I've been trained to do as somebody who's gone through like trauma sensitive training is to be able to hold space for people when they're in a situation that they are very uncomfortable in. That doesn't make me a therapist, like a trained counselor or therapist. Um, and there are times where I would say, like, you need to probably talk to your therapist first about this before yeah. we, like, go through this process. But, um, but yeah, like, there's definitely that added um, sort of, I guess, like, comfort of having somebody else there that can help you um, exit if you need to exit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so another thing I want to talk about is this idea of sort of being able to operate our businesses and show up on social media in a way that is more in alignment with our intuition. And we were talking in the DMs about how this work, like everything we talked about here, just kind of going deeper, doing your own inner work, and you know, with whatever modality resonates with you, um, is so important because there's a lot of just like toxic hustle culture. Like I usually just call it like the like old white men you know, go, 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 like Gary yep. V modality, uh, you know, mentality mm -hmm. of like, you just gotta hustle and like, you just gotta be posting. Just it out. Yeah. If you don't post 24 seven, you're a fucking failure. And like, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, and I know you do too. Yeah. So yeah. this work is so important because it helps to sort of bust through that and create a new way of doing things that isn't with that extremely toxic mindset. Um, so what is your take? What have you experienced? Um, and what do you really just like love about operating in a place that's more in alignment with you? I know on social media too, you've talked a lot about like not planning your content out a little bit more and just letting it kind of come through. Can, so can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, because I think I probably talked about planning my content the last time I was on, which is exactly what I needed to do at that time. Um, so I believe that we all go through our own journeys and that we, um, I was just talking about the word pivot. And I think like some people got mad when I talked about it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't think the word pivot is the right word to use when you're going through shifts in your business. Um, I think it's based in like kind of this capitalistic, like misogyny that we've been talking about, because when you, when you use the word pivot, it impl implies that you're not knowing where you're going and that you're sort of like shifting directions absentmindedly and like, nope, I'm gonna do this, gonna do that, gonna do this. For me, it's not that at all. And so when I first used to talk about planning content and now I'm talking about like hypnotherapy and timeline, for me, for me, it doesn't feel like a pivot. It feels like I've been unlocking deeper and deeper as I've been going over these yeah. past few years. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I used to talk about planning content because what I was really focused on was getting rid of the panic post, which I still don't like. Um, and that's sort of based around this whole insecurity of I need to be in this space and I don't know how to be here. And so I'm just going to like throw something up. 
right? And so that's what I think people do when they're panicking about social media is they're, they just sort of like throw something out there that maybe is not quite authentic or is just copying what they see other people doing or um, whatever it is, you know, they might not even really know what they're saying and they just put something out there. So for me, like the first battle for that was planning content. Cause it's like, let's battle the panic with like preparedness. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't do that because I'm at this stage where I know my message and I know myself well enough as a, as an entrepreneur and as somebody who speaks about my own work all the time, um, that I don't need to avoid panicking because I'm, I already know what I need to say. Mm -hmm. Um, so instead of planning content, I've been doing what I call like intuitive posting or channel channeling my content, which essentially is giving myself time every day that I have time, which is not every day, um, to listen, to notice what I need to say, to notice what I see around me, what I feel, what I sense, and to know how to put that out there right now. Um, And so for my content, like yesterday, I posted four times. (laughs) Like I just was, I had four ideas I wanted to share and I just put them out there and they were all different types of posts. Like one of them was a carousel. One of them was a reel. One of them was a live video, whatever. They just, it just came out of me and I wanted to share it right away. So I spent time doing that yesterday. Today I haven't posted yet at all and I'm not worried about it. (laughs) You know, like I've been doing other things all day and I'm not, I'm not worried about that. So I really think that what's more important again is that we, take time to listen to ourselves talk because we already know our subconscious especially already knows what it needs to say it's just being interrupted all the time yeah you know so when we panic post we're not listening you know and when we just plan constantly we're probably also not listening very Mm -hmm. much so i think what's important is just to listen and like and share that um when you feel like it's the right time you know, yeah. so, and sometimes I still, I'll still create like drafts of reels, you know, like I'll go through like trending audio whenever I have time and I'll make a couple reels and save it in the drafts, but I don't really write the captions or I don't really like post them until I feel like I know what they need to say. And then I share them then. Yeah. So there's some preparedness that goes into it, but yeah, yeah, it's not the same as it was before. Oh my gosh. I think everything you just said is so spot on and I totally agree. My TikTok drafts are aggressive right now. <laughs> I have like... No, no exaggeration, like maybe a hundred videos in the drafts, but like half of them are like the feedback series I do. So that's kind of like easy for me to prepare, but I have that many just because I always capitalize on whatever is coming through when it's coming through. And sometimes I do batch record it, but like I always make note of the ideas that's coming through and I'll either post it immediately or I'll save it for later if I feel like it's a later thing. But a lot of times... I mean, I teach this in Audience Builder and especially in Out to Launch and Out to Launch Patreon edition, when you're planning a launch specifically, it is often helpful to plan out some content in advance just so that you don't like not show up at all. And this is also, I, I feel like it is probably worth mentioning that you and I have been doing this for many, many years now. So we've gotten quite good at being able to like trust ourselves and create content quickly and get in touch with that voice. But it's not to say that people starting out can't. My point here is basically just finding that balance because I will give my out to launch students, Patreon and regular, 
templates or like a guideline of like, here's, here's when you could post this, or like, here's some ideas of what to say. And, you know, try to, what I usually say is sketch out the topics beforehand. And if you even come up with posts to write, you can write it beforehand, but leave space for things to come through. Cause especially using the example of a launch, like people will have questions, you'll get certain objections, you'll get certain people on calls or in the DMs who say a very specific thing to you that's gonna inspire a post. You know, a, a client who just signed told me that they wanted this and I just, you know, wanted to share it and yada yada. So it's so important to leave room for those magic things and let it come in because otherwise, you're not actually on the pulse of what your audience wants and needs, nor are you are in integrity with what you really want to say and what and what's going to resonate from your heart is going to resonate from to the audience or with the audience, I should say. So it's so important to stay yeah. in touch with that. 100%. Yeah. And like, I totally agree. I think when you have like specific events or launches or whatever going on, that you need to sort of know at least what your um, like aim is or your like call to action for like the posts throughout the calendar that however long the season is like maybe it's a month and you've got like a launch going on and you want to be sure that you hit these points each week or whatever right yes absolutely and i think that um especially for people that are sort of just getting in the groove or feeling a little bit insecure about creating content it does help to be prepared um but I do agree that I think like sketching things out um, or even just planning like the week ahead mm -hmm. instead oh, of yeah, like, yeah. I can't do any more than that. Yeah. 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 Like I'll write, like I wrote all of this week and next week's emails already. Right. So I'm already done with those, but like a lot of times those things are like regurgitated, like social media posts that I just yeah. stand on or whatever, or I reuse yeah. in my email. So yeah. So there's definitely a lot of like pre-work that happens as well. But I do, I love what you said about like leaving that room for the pulse of what your audience needs and, and knowing what you want to say too, because that's, that's often lost. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I want to dig a little deeper on is the idea of like channeling or just letting things come through. Because I know I, <laughs> at the beginning of my journey, I would say my spiritual journey, not even as an entrepreneur, but just my spiritual journey. Um, even back to when I did my yoga teacher training years and years ago, I would get so frustrated when people would say like, I have a channeled message that I just have to share. And sometimes I still get annoyed at the way people present it. Cause I'm just like, yeah, okay. Is it really channeled or is it just your shtick to be like, this is my channeled message and source is telling me to say this. But I would also get mad because I would like be like, what does that mean? Like people. Yeah. When I didn't know, especially, I would get so confused and feel like it was like a voice coming through or like a special person, you know, giving the information and whatever. And as I learned and did more, what I made it mean for me was really just like getting quiet enough to hear what I really wanted to say and then being able to say it. And so creating space both physically and like mentally and emotionally to let whatever's coming up and coming through come. But what does it mean to you? Cause I know that that the word or action kind of looks and maybe feels different for everyone. So I'm curious your take on it. Yeah. And so that's really funny because <laughs> I, I think that's true. Like a lot of times people don't they just use words that they hear and they don't know what that means or how other people perceive it. But for me, what I mean when I say channeled is I mean that it's a message that I 
um, observed in my own thoughts and was able to like sort of snatch when it came through. Mm. Um, and it doesn't always happen when I want it to. So like, I, I think it's really just sum it up. It's just like intuitive, intuitive posting is kind of the same as channeling because it's what it really means is like, oh my gosh, like that epiphany I just had is something I need to share with other people. Or again, I'm going to use an example. Okay. So I have two different examples. For those of you who are out there listening that are like songwriters, you know, when you write a song, sometimes it just comes to you when you're like in the mm. car or yeah. it just comes to you when you're washing dishes or whatever. And other times you're sitting down with your instrument purposefully trying to get it to come to you. Yes. And yeah. both of those times are very valid. Um, I, it happens for me both ways too. So I would say what that is, is it's just being in subconscious flow. And when you're in subconscious flow, a lot of times it's like, um, when you're driving, for instance, or in the shower, you're not thinking really about what you're doing. You're just sort of operating. You're like on autopilot, right? Mm. I know how to wash my face. I'm not thinking about how to wash my face. Every time I wash my face, it just yes. happens. Yeah. And so when you're in that state, your conscious mind is quiet. It's actually not really present because it's taken over by the subconscious working through like the thing that's easy. And that's when you can really hear a lot of the messages that, um, that are already in you that like, I, you know, I don't know where they come from. <laughs> they might come from some weird source or they might just come from you, you know? Um, for me, I get through, I get those moments, um, when I'm doing stuff like cleaning or driving, but also I use Oracle cards. And like a lot of times when I do that, it's a way for me to hear what I already know. You know, like I don't, I'll pick a card and it'll be like, holy crap, that's exactly what I needed to hear. But the only reason why I know that's exactly what I needed to hear is because I already knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just that sort of external validation. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was so, the next question I was going to ask you was like, how do you create space um, yeah. yourself to let things intuitively come through? And I know for me, it's been my, like I said, I tend to fill the void. So I've had to come up with my own ways to do it. And sometimes it is just taking walks and daydreaming, like allowing more space to just daydream or just like not be doing. That's a big thing for me. I love what you said about the autopilot tasks, but are there any other ways or like tips you can give to someone who is sort of like, that's really nice. And I want to be able to do that. But like, I'm just feeling really like frantic or stressed, or I'm just, you know, I feel like I'm trying to listen to my intuition and I feel like I'm doing the right things, but it's not working. Yeah. I actually have a whole podcast episode about this. Um, and I'm looking in my Google drive right now to figure out what number it was. Cause I can't remember the podcast title is don't wait for inspiration to strike something, something. So it's like one of the past, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, artist magic is the name of my podcast. So essentially, um, there's a few things that you can do. Um, first of all, notice when you do get in subconscious flow. So maybe it's when you're in the shower or when you're driving or whatever. And when you are in those moments, have some sort of thing that can record any ideas that come through or like if you're in the shower just like keep it outside in the bathroom so that as soon as you're done you can like pull your voice memo up um let's for... be honest we all shower with our phones at this point anyway i don't <laughs> wait you do <laughs> how do you do that i usually listen to podcasts when i take okay. a shower yeah, so yeah. i it's have the, it like it's in on the, the sink <laughs> it's not yeah okay 
Uh, I'm mostly joking, except I'm probably not. And like, let me know if you shower with your phone because I feel like we really all do. <laughs> oh my god, maybe I'm the only one that doesn't. Um, yeah, because you I have mean, like more self control than the rest of us, or yeah, I should say, I'll speak for myself than me. <laughs> okay, well, I'm more afraid that it's gonna like get ruined. Um, true, true. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah. So those moments, okay. But then also, like for me, what what is really um what I've discovered is like scents. So I use essential oils um, whenever I'm working, except when I'm recording stuff, which is why it's off right now. Cause it's really loud. Um, I, um... which ones give us the like full scoop. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, let me grab it. Hold on. <laughs> I don't use like pure, I don't know if this is like a pure essential oil. It's just from target. No, like, I just mean bad? like what scent, okay. like what scent. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where did you uh, source well, I like the oil, Megan? <laughs> I don't know. Project 62. <laughs> okay, so, so like, it's, it's Target. Target? I don't um, know. <laughs> oh, God, I'm dying. Uh, okay, so I like lavender. That's one basic one. The other one that I love so much is lemongrass and ginger. It's like the mm. best smell ever. Um, I love it. Um, and it just got all over my hands. So <laughs> I'm going to be smelling that for a while. Um, so yeah, so I love scents because um, they just keep me grounded. Like it helps me to s- just stay focused. I'm very, I'm not diagnosed like ADHD, but I have anxiety. So I'm like all over the place all the time. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so a lot of times it's hard. Like that's why journaling is hard for me because I just don't, I, I'll stare at the blank piece of paper for a long time if I don't have any sort of like routine of getting anything out there. So right the smells and then i always i always put on like um meditation music or like just instrumental music but it has for me since i'm a very like um ear sensitive music like i'm a i'm a trained classical musician we're all trained in different ways i've been trained classically i also am an audio engineer my ears are super sensitive to anything so if the music is in any way like distracting i cannot use it so it has to be yeah. like new age like nothing sounds you know where it's, like <laughs> i don't have to like think about the chord progression while it's happening is it sort um, of like binaural beats type music um or a bit more could be yeah um i you know cheryl Engelhart. i love <laughs> her i love her album luminary um yeah. i put that one on a lot of times when it's like something I know really well, then I can zone it out because I already right. have heard it and yeah. analyzed it in my mind. Um, so then I have like sounds, sense, and um, and I just like kind of do deep breathing. I do grounding breaths, like imagining that my feet have roots that go to the earth, like all of that, getting myself grounded. And um, I just get like, I have an iPad, but pa- paper would do. And then I just like write down whatever comes to mind um that's when i'm purposefully trying to do that also i'll use the oracle cards so that will help me to sort of um get ideas there have been times where i've pulled a card one day and then said what i heard on that card in my instagram and people were like oh my god this is exactly like what i needed to hear today like that happens all the time yeah so i think that's another really good way of doing it um you have a favorite oracle deck i need to get one myself i have a couple um yeah i have a couple um, I have one right here in front of me because I pulled some cards before we talked. Ooh, what did it tell you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is my um, Angels card deck. This is like 
top nut if you just need one get this one okay this one's great it's called daily guidance from your angels it's by doreen virtue um everybody a lot of people i know that use them have this deck so like it's just like kind of one of those ones that everyone knows um okay. it is what i love about oracle i don't use tarot it's different um See, i do use tarot I like but i'm not cards. very fluent in tarot either so it is yeah. different you have to interpret it it's a lot, a lot of work yeah it is yeah and also i i don't like that there are negative cards so i what's cool about the oracle cards and the angel ones especially is there's nothing negative in here it's mm. not nothing's like you're doomed or whatever <laughs> there there isn't even the like death reversed. card or like yeah. the devil <laughs> no there yeah. isn't even like reversed cards in this deck so any right. card is pulled it's that's what it is and they're all helpful like they're not gonna tell you that you're not doing something right which i think is very triggering sometimes yeah um and i actually just bought this one deck um called like moonology or something and oh, i was cool. reading i was like yeah i thought it was gonna be cool but it was really triggering i didn't like how it was i didn't oh. like it i was like this is not cool you're making me feel incapable i don't want this <laughs> i i am very particular so i like this one and then the other one i have is um called energy deck or something i'll get it it's right here behind me <laughs> i'm making you pull out all of the stops <laughs> go to your bookshelf this one it's called energy oracle cards by sandra and taylor um great deck except oh, hilariously cheesy illustrations both of these have <laughs> cheesy illustrations which that sometimes happens fun. i feel like yeah especially the old school oracle cards they're like super like it's like looks like a romance novel cover or something yes! um yes Why which is, is that? totally fine we will never <laughs> it brings know. some levity to the situation um but i love these because they just give me um a place to start um so when i pulled the cards for us um i pulled three the first one was notice the signs so um really talking about kind of um if you feel like you've been getting signs or intuition along the way that just reminding you to like take note of it and notice that that's happening which i think is really channeling your intuition in a way you know yeah um the other one was listen so a lot of what we need to do is listen to ourselves but i pulled this one and i was like that's exactly true because a lot of times what we're talking about is people aren't listening to their own intuition and they're not listening to their subconscious mind. We've been talking about this for a while now today. So yeah. um, that's really important. And then the other one is there's nothing to worry about, which I didn't say. And I think here's what's important about, about this. I had a young entrepreneur message me um, yesterday um, and I was like, how's everything going? And they were like, oh, just making some slight adjustments and you know, we're all good. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I was like, you're going to do that forever. Just, uh, <laughs> like, don't, I was like, don't think that you're going to make adjustments until you're perfect. Cause that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, yeah. It's you're going to make mistakes. I didn't say all this because it was like unsolicited and I wasn't about to like coach in the DMs. <laughs> By but, the way, I yeah. know sometimes I'll, you want to do that as a coach. But I know. Like I'm not paying, you are not paying me. Yeah. Me, so I'm going to not and give also you that's unsolicited just rude. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, so, it is straight up rude. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's important to say like, hey, it's cool. Like you're going to make mistakes and you're going to be feeling like, I posted about this yesterday. 
a lot of times people think like, um, you know, I just want to be able to be myself and I want this to work. I want this to work out. And yeah, it's going to work out sometimes, but sometimes it's not going to work out. Yeah. And that's going to keep happening. Mm. It's not going to like one day stop not working out. Yep. It'll work out and then it won't work out and it'll work out again. And then it's not going to work. And that's okay. You know, like that's kind of what we all have to get used to. Like things fall flat nothing works yes. all the time. And I just went know? through an experience in my own business where I basically did the same thing that I had done in the past that worked really well. I tried to do it again and it didn't work. And I was like, huh, interesting. Or I should say it didn't work the same way. You know, obviously right. everything works out in its own way, but it didn't work as I expected it to. But then when I really took a step back, I was like, here's why this isn't working. And it's not that everything needs an explanation, but I was like, I am very clearly being guided to just take space and like not take on more or not do this thing so that I can wrap up what's already in front of me, which is a lot. Like, as you guys know, I'm about to launch a new quiz and relaunch the audience builder, which is requiring a ton of work behind the scenes. And sometimes even things that went well before might not go well. And there's no other explanation other than like, it's just not meant for you right now. And that's, yeah. and that's also what is meant for you that's good that's not a bad thing it's good but being able to like be neutral almost about those things and not be like you know obviously as a business owner which you are as a musician you have to keep on the pulse you know you don't want to just be running head first into something that like is not resonating with anyone or ignoring signs of what your audience is wanting or asking or you know things like that mm -hmm. but you also can look at things with a neutral way of like, this isn't good or bad that it went well or didn't went well, or that it worked or it didn't work. It's just information and it's just yeah. guidance to the next thing. Yeah. It's just data. Everything's just data. data. Exactly. And sometimes it's emotional data and sometimes it's analytics data and sometimes it's strategy data, but like, yeah, that's super important. And I think like part of what I hope to do with people that um, come to me that are frustrated about social media is not to convince them the way to do it right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, cause that's not the point. The point is let's get you to a point where you're not frustrated. Yeah. Like, and that, you know, that's what I want. I want you to be, I want you to feel free to experiment and not feel like it's gonna like hurt your feelings when you do that, you know? Yeah. So that's what I hope that, um, and that's kind of like, that's kind of why formulas don't really work, you know? Cause like they work, maybe once, or they maybe work like in a certain way, but then they don't always work because eventually you need a new lesson to learn. Like you, mm -hmm. you don't just get to like repeat the same thing over and over again. Yes. I just not had how life works. Yeah. Yeah. I had someone reach out to me yesterday, actually a couple people sending me some girl who's on TikTok who's currently posting a bunch of videos this and the same thing over and over again of like, Ugh, my label's telling me I need to get more views or like day 23 of me posting this song to get more views. And it's just like the same thing over and over again. And I was like, there's reasons why this is working and there's reasons why this is not going to be sustainable long-term because eventually she's going to get bored and also her audience is going to get bored. And it's just not, I mean, that, that approach in particular is not something that I feel aligned with or feel like is an integrity because it's very like desperate desperation based and like not something people like will get behind long term but point here being is that like she's using a formula that people have used in the past and right now it's working 
doesn't mean it's going to work forever. And the person who sent it to me was like, this is so frustrating. I feel like I'm doing everything in integrity. And then I see this person who's not and they're blowing up. Like, why is this the case? And yeah, you know, you can't always explain these things. It, it is what it is. But like, it's also when you're not when you are working in integrity, you will be able to build sustainable growth and you'll be able to do it without burning out because you're not just like burning the candle at both ends, trying to stay with a formula that will change and will go out of trend or will stop working. So that's why all of this is so important. I'll just add one quick thing is that like, also, I don't think most people's end result goal is just <laughs> likes or TikTok views. Like your end result is that you yeah. can live a happy and creative life. So yep. like if you're doing that, <laughs> like then it didn't, it doesn't matter if you're not getting like 30,000 views on your TikTok, right? Yeah. That's not really what you want. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you yeah. know, a lot of people confuse it because they're like, well, I want a happy life. But my happy life looks like I have a huge fan base and I'm making money from music. So they like kind of convolute those two things, but they're mm. not the same. Like you can have no, a happy life. And the method of getting there is different for everybody. And it's like, you can't dictate the outcome and the journey, like you have to figure one out as you go. You can't like just make it all. That would be just everybody would be able to like design their life and have it work out the way they want. We don't yeah. get that here. Yeah. Yeah. We would be both be out of business, I think, if yeah. that was <laughs> how it worked. Or we would just be both retired at yeah, this point. Yeah, retired. Exactly. Like millionaires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Megan, I think that is a great place to leave it at. So before we let you go, can you just tell us where we can keep up with you, work with you, and all that juicy stuff. Yeah, so um, I have a free, I call it the Totally Zen CEO library. Um, It is constantly being added to, um, and you can get that on my website. It's at megan-kuhar.com slash library. You'll have to like sign up for a little account um, and then you'll be able to get access to that. There's like a free hypnosis in there. There's um, two little mini courses and um, some other links and stuff that are helpful. So. Um, there's that. And then you can also find me on Instagram, um, at Megan Kuhar, which is pretty much where I mainly hang out. I have a TikTok. Um, I also have my podcast artist magic. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all of this goodness. And I know that it was just so valuable for everyone listening. Go follow Megan, go listen to her podcast. And thanks again for coming on, Megan. Thanks, Katie. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.